Our next panelist is Hazel Malapit. She is Senior Research Coordinator at the Poverty, Health, and Nutrition Division of IFPRI. Thank you. I think we as a development community understand that closing gender gaps and empowering women is of intrinsic value to women and girls. It's also a key step toward achieving many of the SDGs because all of our actions, our policies, our programs, our interventions, these are all mediated by gender dynamics. So numerous studies have shown that when women control resources, their families, uh, especially their children, enjoy better health and nutrition. There are many studies that link women's empowerment with improved agricultural productivity, dietary quality, and maternal and child nutrition. And these connections are especially evident in rural areas, which shows the vital role that women play in agriculture, nutrition, and health. However, we also know that women and girls face a burden of time-consuming respons responsibilities. Um, they tend to control fewer resources and have less say in how household income is used. In societies where gender discrimination is deeply entrenched, parents invest less in girls in terms of health, nutrition, and education. And these are disadvantages that can lead to unfavorable outcomes later in life. So what should success look like? Um, what, what's our collective vision? If, if it's a future where all members of society are able to truly participate in and benefit from the growth and transformation of rural areas, then we need to invest in women and girls and find ways to eliminate the barriers that constrain their lives. So how can that process of rural revitalization provide opportunities to empower women and girls? And how can empowering women and girls create sustainable rural communities? So before we can answer those questions, we first need to understand what we mean by empowerment. Empowerment is defined as a process by which people expand their ability to make choices, make strategic life choices, particularly in contexts in which this ability had been denied to them. So the ability to exercise choice encompasses three dimensions. Resources include not only access, but also future claims to material, human, and social resources. Agency is the capacity to act independently and make decisions. And achievements are well-being outcomes, such as good health and nutrition. So rural revitalization must therefore include opportunities for women and girls to have more access and rights to land, technology, and other resources. It should provide opportunities to increase their decision-making power and improve their well-being. Education and group membership can help support this process by building women's confidence, social connections, and access to information. So one tool we can use to guide and implement and evaluate programs and policies is the Reach, Benefit, Empower framework. So a strategy focused on reaching women tracks progress in terms of participation. For example, measuring the proportion of women who receive training or join groups. To ensure that women participate, projects often try to address gender-based constraints, but like uh, by changing to time or place of meetings, forming women-only groups, or hiring women as lead farmers or extension agents. Now, even when projects reach women, it does not always benefit them. If a project strategy aims to benefit women and girls, then it needs to be designed and implemented such that the benefits accrue to women and girls. 
So general programs to revitalize rural areas like improved roads and electricity can benefit women and girls, but their needs and constraints must be directly addressed so that they benefit from these investments. So for example, providing clean domestic water supplies, clean fuel, latrines at home and in schools are particularly important. Now if a project strategy aims to empower women and girls, then this, this must go beyond just reaching or benefiting them. It means strengthening their ability to make important decisions through improving their control over resources, making sure they participate in household and community decisions, and then expanding individual agency in domains that women themselves value. So to do this well, we also need to engage men and boys and the broader community. Women and girls don't live in a vacuum. They are embedded in their households and their communities. We've seen projects that have focused exclusively on women, which may have failed to consider appropriate roles and benefits for men, and this risks backlash uh, and may create unintended consequences. So this not only endangers the sustainability of the project, and, but it also misses a critical opportunity for changing gender norms. Now finally, policies that create Policies create the conditions for successful interventions and should also be evaluated with the reach, benefit, and power lens. Now, while the types of policy reforms needed will depend very much on the context, using better data and evidence alongside the reach, benefit, and power framework can help assure that women's needs are met and that women have the greater capacity to contribute to rural revitalization. Thank you.